Hello and welcome to a re-record of the first episode of the Geek Publican Project. Our first episode, quite frankly, sucked. And, uh, yeah, it sucked. I think the best way to describe it is I sounded like the teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It just sounded boring and dull and there were so many sound issues, so we are re-recording it. Uh, I'm very excited to be doing this podcast. This is a podcast about the brains behind the conservative movement. We'll be profiling conservative thinkers of the past and conservative policies of the present. If you haven't heard the very first episode, do not worry, it will still be up. I believe in keeping myself humble. It was a very bad episode. I want people to hear it, to know that, you know, not everyone is perfect. So originally the first episode was going to be, so originally the first episode was going to be an analysis on the failures in Afghanistan. This was going to be from the Special Inspector General's report that just came out. I was going to be reviewing that, and I'm still going to be reviewing that. I'm actually hoping to have two or three episodes uh, alongside the very bad episode um, out by the time we debut this podcast in January. But as many people know, on December 4th, uh, Bob Dole passed away. Bob Dole's a personal hero of mine. He is a, a hero, a patriot, and so I wanted to do an episode and do our first episode actually on his 1996 acceptance speech, as well as taking a look at what would have his policies have been had he uh, been elected as president in 1996. So we're going to be doing that as our first episode. There's going to be possibly two or three more episodes um, dealing with some policy talk. And uh, starting in January, late January, early February, I'll be doing a series on conservative thinkers, starting with the father of modern conservatism, Edmund Burke. A lot of differences between Edmund Burke and the traditionalist school of conservatism and the libertarian populist version of conservatism we have today. This would be the part where if I had sponsors, I would be mentioning these sponsors. Of course, this is our first episode. We don't have any sponsors as of yet. Instead of having a sponsor here, I'm going to ask that you donate to the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. The Elizabeth Dole Foundation is a wonderful nonprofit that helps our veterans community. Um, we can really never repay the debt that our veterans have paid. Uh, we can at least try. I personally am going to be donating $19.42. That is the year that Robert Joseph Dole dedicated his life to his country when he joined the U.S. Army. Now let me take a quick moment to discuss Bob Dole's history. I really think it would do him a disservice not to mention his nearly five decades of public service to this country. Robert Dole was a part of the greatest generation. He was the last World War II veteran uh, to run for president of the United States. He joined the war effort in 1942 and in 1945 when he was on a rescue mission in Italy. He was seriously wounded by a Nazi shell, which left him temporarily paralyzed. In fact, if you've met Robert Dole in person and shook his hand, you probably would have noticed his hand had some issues, and that was because of the Nazi shell that hurt him. These injuries were extremely serious, and he was not expected to live. He survived through an experimental drug called streptomycin, which was actually recommended to Dole by Joe Rogan's grandfather. That was a joke, by the way. 
while in the hospital, his community in Russell, Kansas came together and helped finance his medical bills. It's honestly something I don't expect would happen today. Russell, Kansas really defined for Bob Dole the meaning and value of community. As conservatives, we tend to place a high value on individualism and the individual, and there's nothing wrong with that, but we forget that we live in communities. We forget the importance of community, and it is such a conservative value to defend communities, whether it be the smallest form of community, your family, to the largest form of community, our country. You know, communities are important, and Bob Dole understood that because of the people around him in Russell, Kansas. Bob Dole's first elected office was as a Kansas State Representative in 1950. He would later become the Russell County Attorney, 1952, followed by his election in 1960 to the House of Representatives. Dole was one of those civil rights Republicans. He voted for the Voting Rights Act, the Civil Rights Act, and the Americans for Disabilities Act. In fact, Bob Dole was a vocal advocate for the disabled community even in retirement. Now, the purpose of this podcast is not to discuss men. It's to discuss ideas. And honestly, I really don't think that Bob Dole, he is such a humble man, he probably wouldn't want the focus to be on him as a person. So we're going to start with his 1996 acceptance speech. I pulled some clips from some amazing parts of that speech. I'm going to start actually with one of my favorite lines that, to me, exemplifies what Bob Dole stood for in contrast to Bill Clinton. Bob Dole was a man who really believed in honor above all else. And in this portion of the speech, he's rebutting the famous line from James Carville, it's the economy, stupid. Which is more important, wealth or honor? It is not as I said by the victors four years ago, the economy, stupid. It's the kind of nation we are. It's whether we still possess the wit and determination to deal with many questions, including economic questions, but certainly not limited to them. All things do not flow from wealth or poverty. I know this firsthand, and so do you. All things flow from doing what is right. The triumph of this nation lies not in this material wealth, but in courage, and sacrifice and honor. We tend to forget when leaders forget. And we tend to remember it when they remember it. Which is more important, wealth or honor? This is such a powerful line. And unfortunately, I believe that most parties will now tell you it as well. But Bob Dole understood that morality was more important than money or material gain. Bob Dole was often branded as a moderate because of what he called honorable compromise. During the federal shutdown, Dole was the good cop to Gingrich's bad cop. But Senator Dole understood that there were just some things that were non-negotiable. And to those who believe that I live and breathe compromise, I say that in politics, honorable compromise is no sin. It is what protects us from absolutism and intolerance. But one must never compromise in regard to God and family and honor and duty and country. And I am here to set a marker 
so that all may know that it is possible to rise in politics with these things firmly in mind, not compromised, and never abandoned. Never abandoned. For the old values endure, and though they may sleep, and though they may fa falter, they endure. I know this is true, and to anyone who believes that restraint, honor, and trust in the people cannot be returned to government, I say, follow me. A lot of Bob Dole's economic policies came from his running mate, Jack Kemp. Kemp, for those who don't know, Jack Kemp was the brains behind Reaganomics. Jack Kemp was the brains behind Reaganomics, and he will be getting his own conservative thinkers episode in the near future. But whereas Kemp's belief in economic liberty was rooted in facts and numbers, Dole saw economic liberty as a means to secure all other liberties. No one can deny the importance of material well-being. And in this regard, it is time to recognize that we have surrendered too much of our economic liberty. I do not appreciate the value of economic liberty nearly as much for what it has done in keeping us fed as to what it's done in keeping us free. The freedom of the marketplace is not merely the best guarantor of our prosperity. It is the chief guarantor of our rights and a government that seizes control of the economy for the good of the people ends up seizing control of the people for the good of the economy. Our opponents portray the right to enjoy the fruits of one's own time and labor as a kind of selfishness against which they must fight for the good of the nation. But they are deeply mistaken. For when they gather to themselves the authority to take the earnings and direct the activities of the people, they are fighting not for our sake, but for the power to tell us what to do. Like I mentioned earlier, Bob Dole did not consider the material more important than the moral. In fact, quite the opposite. Bob Dole understood that it was our moral values that make America great. After decades of assault upon what made America great, upon supposedly obsolete values, what have we reaped? What have we created? What do we have? What we have in the opinion of millions of Americans is crime and drugs, illegitimacy, abortion, the abdication of duty, and the abandonment of children. And after the virtual devastation of the American family, the rock upon this country, on which this country was founded, we are told that it takes the village, that is, collective and thus the state, to raise a child. The state is now more involved than it ever has been in the raising of children. And children are now more neglected, more abused, and more mistreated than they have been in our time. This is not a coincidence. This is not a coincidence. And with all due respect, I am here to tell you, it does not take a village to raise a child. It takes a family to raise a child. And I'm here to tell you that permissive and destructive behavior must be opposed. That honor and liberty must be restored and that individual accountability must replace collective excuse. 
And I'm here to say... I am here to say to America, do not abandon the great traditions that stretch to the dawn of our history. Do not topple the pillars of those beliefs, God, family, honor, duty, country, that have brought us through time and time and time and time again. Bob Dole's greatest strength was sadly his greatest weakness. The Clinton machine successfully painted Dole as a relic of the past. Bill Clinton presented himself as the future, effectively toppling those pillars of belief. We all know what happened next. Bill Clinton was re-elected and ends his tenure in the White House disgraced by an extramarital affair. But what if that was different? I want us to imagine a wonderful world. It's January 20th, 1997 and Robert Joseph Dole has been inaugurated as the 43rd President of the United States. What do the next four to eight years look like? Before we begin this imaginary construct, I do want to mention that this is all sourced out of the DoleKemp96.org campaign website. Fun fact about Bob Dole, he was one of the first candidates to ever have an online website. That website is still up today. And you can go to dolekemp96.org to see one of the first campaign websites ever to exist. On the domestic side, President Dole would begin with a 15% across-the-board tax cut for every American. Rich and poor, everyone would get a cut. This was a major campaign plank for him, and it would most likely be a 100 days agenda item. He would also pass the child tax credit that was signed by President Clinton, cut the capital gains tax in half, and lower interest rates on households. Dole campaigned on a balanced budget by 2002, and as we all know, we had a balanced budget by 1999. I would expect the same 1999 budget to occur, possibly even a 1998 balanced budget with a full Republican trifecta in the White House and in Congress. Bob Dole had a five-point action plan to combat crime, which included using the White House as a bully pulpit against drugs, building more prisons, keeping violent criminals in prison, prosecuting violent juvenile criminals as adults, making able-bodied prisoners work for 40 hours a week, and, surprisingly for a Republican, a national instant background check for gun purchases. It is very likely those last two would be challenged in court, hard to see if whether or not they would have been upheld or not. The drug war would make a resurgence under President Dole, but he would be using the carrot more than the stick. He would focus on keeping teens away from drugs and the creation of a national drug strategy. He would also create the Southwest Border Counter Drug Task Force, which would help combat drugs coming across the southern border. This wouldn't be a Nixonian drug war. This would be more of a Bob Dole drug war, a compassionate drug war, a focus on rehabilitation as opposed to prison. President Dole, being the champion for the disabled community that he is, would convene a convention on the employment of people with disabilities and would work to reduce health care costs for the disabled. President Dole would have also passed major education reform that would have included opportunity scholarships of $1,000 per student, $1,500 for high school students, to transfer out of struggling public schools into private schools. Tort reform was one of those big 90s issues that we don't really hear about too often anymore, 
President Dole would have passed the Product Liability Act that would have drastically curbed frivolous lawsuits. Had President Dole been re-elected in 2000, it's really hard to tell how he would have reacted to 9-11. If we would have invaded Iraq or stuck with Afghanistan, what the situation would have been. I personally believe that President Dole, being a World War II veteran, would have been hesitant to get into an unnecessary war, but would have done whatever he could to bring Osama bin Laden to justice. This country suffered a great loss with the passing of Bob Dole. I truly believe that America would have been better with a Dole presidency. Robert Joseph Dole served his country with distinction and honor, and I hope we all learn by the example of his character. Thank you for listening to the Geek Publican Project. We have the next few episodes out already. If you're like me, a geeky Republican or a geeky Democrat, and you want to learn about the brains behind conservatism, please subscribe to this podcast. Thank you again for listening. I've been your host and humble servant, Sean Hartman, and together we can make America geek again.